There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's do the right thing. Brought to you by Passion Media in association with RadioWorks and Maple Street Creative. This is, well, well, yeah, indeed, into season five of Let's Do the Right Thing podcast. Brought in conjunction with Passion Media and Radio Works, it was set up to tell the stories of leaders in the media industries, focusing on their journeys and motivations. I'm delighted today to be speaking with Ian Harris. Ian is the founder of Agency Hackers, enabling agencies to build community, learn from best practice and share knowledge. And we are recent members of Agency Hackers. I've got to say, Ian, so far, I'm absolutely loving it. Prior to that, Ian was on the publisher side at Future, brand side at Bwin, consultancy at Gatehouse and potential mischief maker at Banksy, which I will definitely be trying to explore a bit more. Ian, hello. How are you? Hey, nice to meet you, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolute um, pleasure. Mm. How are you? How's it going? I'm good, thank you. It's funny that you noticed the Banksy Easter egg in my LinkedIn profile, because <laughs> I don't, I never expect anyone to actually click on my LinkedIn profile. Oh my God. Is, my it, is it like blue M&Ms for, um, what was the band? Uh, Van Halen. Van Halen, yeah, yeah. For, for the rider kind of check. Yes. That's yeah. the same thing, is it? Wow, absolutely. I, I tried, um, I just put in for a laugh um, one of my experiences as being Banksy, and like every month... Uh, regular clockwork i get someone asking me for money <laughs> if you're really banksy can i have a painting or can i have some money amazing um, so yeah funny <laughs> amazing and, and i mean if, even if you were what would your answer to that actually be like no <laughs> yeah i don't i well i could i could probably scribble something down on a bit of paper you know like pablo picasso apparently used to sort of like give give out these little scribbles in, instead of paying for coffee yeah. he, he did didn't he and he was also asked by somebody in the street if he could do a, a short drawing on a napkin and and he did it and then he, he said to the lady who asked for it, oh, it's like 500 francs. I said, 500 francs only took me 20 seconds to do. So no, it took me 40 years to learn how to do that. <laughs> That's why it's that much. Good good on him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There we go. So you're not Banksy. Okay, so we can reveal that today. Uh-huh. But as Ian Harris in the room here, you are the founder of Agency Hackers. So firstly, how's it going? Really want to know. But what did you spot? What, what made you set it up? And what was uh, your motivation in doing it? Well, do you want the... Honest mess or the tidy lie. Let's do, let's do all of them. Let's right. do them. Well, so the, we can do we can do two tracks in this. You know? Yeah, well, the honest mess. Yeah, well, yeah. So because because the reason I sort of flippantly say that is like when when you start something, you always have this um, um, origin story. You know, Jeff Bezos in his garage, and you you kind of 
almost like fake the story in retrospect. Oh, we do well, a lot of post-rationalization, definitely. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, bring the margarine industry together or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Always but, loved butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the real, I think the real reason was I, I wanted to leave my job and I wanted to have my own business because it just seemed like a lot of fun. Um, but I wanted, I didn't want to have no money as well. So I'd, I thought, what's the thing I can do while I still have a job? Um, and I could slowly crossfade from one to the other. And building a community was something I thought I could do yep. because it's um, something I could, I could do in the background. And then at some point, I'd be ready to, to, to make the leap. And so I started, um, I was working in a, in a communications agency and I noticed that my boss was always stressed and he had all these problems and he would I, I thought I bet everyone else has the same problems um, so it'd be interesting to bring a lot of these people together and an agency hack started as an email newsletter so that was just something I could do in my spare time yep. in the evenings and um, and then one and then I grew this email newsletter it just told stories about agency life and then one I started running conferences because I thought well I've got an audience now I could run conferences and I started doing that. And then one day I, I ran out of holiday. So I, I just couldn't do another event because I had no holiday left. Um, so then I had to, to quit. But by that time, I was, I was making enough money to, to, to do that. So and when does it start taking shape then? So, so you, you have a, a newsletter going out. Mm. Um, was that monetized or was that like a free service to start with? So it was free because I, th I think that if you want to, if you've got a B2B business, the thing to start with is building the audience. If you just start with the thing that you're selling, that's hard because um, the, the biggest problem is finding people to buy it. But if you start with um, being known to people, and if you start building an audience, you can figure out stuff to sell them later on. Yep. So, so when I started Agency Hackers, it didn't have... Um, a website or it didn't have a logo or it didn't have a domain name even um it was just like emails from from me and i thought well if i can get to a hundred people on this email list and then I can, if i get to 500 and then a thousand eventually they'll just get used to hearing from me and i'll be able to sell them stuff yeah and that turned out to be the case and um and I, I actually picked, sort of cynically picked agency leaders as my audience to, to go after because I knew a bit about agencies, but also because they're a good audience um, for commercializing. So yep. they, the number one, they're easy to find. You, they have to be because they need clients, so they have to be easy to contact. Number two, they've got money for stuff. So if you if you've been in any agency, they always moan about you know like revenue and stuff. But in the corner, they'll have like some satellite internet connection they've not used for six months but that's costing them 300 quid a month or they'll yeah. have like 10 unused adobe licenses or whatever so they've got money lying around for things and the, number three they're always looking for ways to spend their company's money on themselves so if you if you can offer them something fun um like a fun conference to go to then they'll be able to they want to do that and number four they don't have to ask anyone's permission to do stuff. So yeah. if, if we come up with a cool thing for them, they don't have to get a PO number. They'll just get their credit card out and buy it. So I thought 
Uh, and number five, they're actually quite fun people. They've all got interesting stories. They're quite curious. So I thought this is a nice audience to to build. And if I could get if I could get a thousand of these creatures to to know, like, and trust me, then there's some sort of business there. And I didn't know what it was, but you know, there's 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 something there that that'll be a valuable asset. Amazing. And and how many of you are there at Agency Hackers now? There are seven of us now. Yep. Um, most of the team are full-time um, journalists or, or trained journalists because we we treat the the way we've built this community is, is almost like an editorial exercise. So we'll kind of um, find the stuff that people never put on LinkedIn. So a lot of our archetyp- archetypal audience member is an agency leader um he or she so half of our audience is female which is not super common in the agency community business it's sometimes a lot of just dudes showing off you know um so he or she is in their 40s or 50s they're a bit frustrated about um the attitudes of the kids of the day you know (laughs) towards uh, the old the old getting some work done Um, you're reading my profile Yeah. yeah um they're trying to like operationalize their business they're trying to put processes in um they are often from the craft rather than the a business background so they're like um it's all new to them you know running a business um and they've got loads of good stories you know like inter- um interviewing a 20 year old kid who will have like a turn up to the interview with a a blanket on their head a comfort blanket on their head or something or like the the client who will um put fake meetings in their diary to cover up for the fact that she's having an affair or like wow. you know they, they've all got like interesting gossip and we we are journalists um Kirsty Sophie Abby they'll pull this these stories out and that's our raw currency so for example um like one agency leader we know had um he found you know he found two of his employees having an affair um so a man and a woman and he didn't know about the affair but they it was they were sending each other pictures and i don't mean like alpine scenes okay and, um, <laughs> artistic shots <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um anyway it, it the it all caused a big problem and that both of them quit um the woman actually then later sued the agency and even though the agency owner didn't know about it, they were still liable and they had to settle and it cost them in the six figures. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. And what? But what he didn't know is that if he'd had something called directors and officers insurance, which you can get for like 200 quid, they would have, that would have been covered. So so this this story is, is quite an interesting one for if you run an agency because you're yeah. like, wow, I didn't, I'm liable and, you know, I didn't know that. So we're always looking for interesting little nuggets like that, and if you boil our whole business down, it's it's we're basically kind of um like a that that gossip and those little nuggets are the kind of thing that we use yeah. to keep people engaged. Amazing, yeah. And is it for more independent agencies or or our our audience is um, independent agencies? They're typically between um, ten people and sixty to eight or eighty people. They've got revenue between one million and six million, so they're sort of they're mature, yeah. um, but they're they're just they've just gone through the spotty adolescent phase, but still, like the arms are the wrong 
their arms are too long or the head is too big or they're still not <laughs> quite, you know, grown up yet. Amazing. Um, so to, we're in the pre-spotty phase at the minute. We're, we're, we're in our second year of trading, so it puts us in, what, terrible twos. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how's it going? It's going very well. Thank you, actually. It's, um, it's hard work, um, but it's growing. You know, we are... We're finding a a spot that that has been underserved. You know, fashion, entertainment, leisure clients with with you know agency experience being applied to it is working for us. But we need help. You know, and we need the likes of you, and we need we we need to the resource and the service that you do, and it's proving very very helpful to us. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I I can tell you're going to be successful because you know when your year end is. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of agency owners don't know. That. Well, you know, I think we will we'll have a little bit of a penchant for um for Dragon's Den. Um, and you know, the one thing that just sort of keeps repeating into me, you know, tell me about your, tell me about your business and tell me about your numbers. And, oh, I don't know, you know, mm. don't know. Well, All I, right. <laughs> I, I didn't know any, I didn't know this. And I actually took a course called know your numbers. Things like, um, you, you know, you sell something like we might sell you know, a sponsorship package. When, do, when do you say you got that money? Is it when you sold it or is it when you deliver it? So like revenue recognition, yeah. I didn't know that. And I would, I would be at the phase this time, this time last year, I was at the phase of looking in the bank to see yeah. how we were doing. And some, some months our bank balance would go down yeah. because we'd pay for an event that isn't happening until, you know, four months time. Yeah. But we'd still make a, like we might be in profit or our VAT would go out, you know? And so looking in the bank is, I I didn't know this, but it's a, it's a very terrible way to, yeah, don't do it. No. Yeah. So now we've got a proper accountant, um, Dion Phillips, uh, Pamela, uh, who, who runs that business and and they give us like monthly reports and management accounts. And I didn't know like any of this. I don't know how you're meant to find that out. You know, how you meant to learn about revenue recognition and, um, yeah, stuff like that. The um, for for us, I mean, it was gosh, when when did it happen? Like two thousand and twelve, I think. Sarbanes Oxley came in as a you know, as the the accountant rule in, in the states, and if you had any any part of your business in the states, you had to comply by it. Hmm. So I was at a business called um, Ziff Davis at the time, and, oh, yeah. and and we we changed the way that that revenue was recognised. So it was either recognised on the um, when the or, or when it started. But it had to be then changed into as the the media was being delivered. So you could only recognise a certain amount in a month if it straddled months, and you had to work it out, etc. Mm. So we had to change that. Um, but no, I mean looking at the bank account is 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 a is a lethal way of doing it because it doesn't give you a picture of exactly what's happening. But how do you learn? I guess you do business courses. You know, we've all kind of um, it feels like the whole of independent adland has come into it by opportunity rather than design. You know, not gone through business school, not gone through, you know, formal education in business qualifications or whatever it might be. They just found an opportunity and an ability to engage with the client and do something that they need. Um, and you don't get taught that, you know, that's just an innate, innate thing, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, so have, knowing knowing your numbers, I think is really, it, it, it really useful. And because we, we had this accountant, um, like, I, I thought I'm going to get the well, first of all, we had this accountant who was just a guy down the road who did people's books, and he didn't even properly do VAT companies and stuff. So when we became VAT registered, we I thought I'm going to go for like a really cool big name, you know, accountants and fancy firm. And we went to them. They got a big office, and um, and we it was 
our, our non-exec said, you probably fall between the cracks there. And mm. I was like, ah, well, whatever. And and we did. And like, they couldn't even tell us, um, we had an offer to acquire us about two years ago and we it, we it didn't go ahead, but I needed to produce some numbers. And I was like, How are we making, can you give us a profit and loss? And our massive accountant couldn't even tell us if we were making a profit or not. Really? <laughs> I was like, well, this is, this is bad. My gosh. So you moved into we're on, a we're more... on QuickBooks, which is not considered apparently the best one. It's Xero. Well, but... th- 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 both of those QuickBooks and Zero are, are brilliant tools to give you a proper insight into exactly what's happening. And you can see your invoices and you can see your balance to if you want to. Mm. But it does give you a good picture. No, absolutely. I mean, that, that, those kind of things have made it much easier for us to launch businesses at the minute so that you've got an easy interface in finding out exactly what's going on. Mm. Well, there you go. So, okay. So, some of the learnings there is, uh, you know, know your numbers and figure out what you're doing. Yeah, and also the other thing. So, I've learned this year actually is, is give people what they want, and it, it sounds like the most Homer Simpson level <laughs> business <laughs> advice: give people stuff they want. But we've um, spent a long time, almost like trying to convince people of stuff and trying to sell them broccoli when they want cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which you're going to fail at. Mm. completely it's you know the I, I i absolutely agree and you know to to do that you need to understand other people's business and you probably need to have been in an agency or have people around you who've worked in an agency to understand what their pressures are and then you say you know the, the, these are the things that we think are your problems if you agree then these are the solutions we've got rather than going look at all my watches inside my coat which one do you want you know i don't want a watch <laughs> exactly it, it's but there's a stubbornness to us sometimes like is, if you're yeah. if you're in we marketing, know better yeah. yeah, if you're in this world, you think I-, I can market my way out of a paper bag, and I can make people want this, and I can use my magic powers of persuasion, and um, but it it's a great feeling when you do put something out, and you don't even have to try, and it just works. So, what some of the things we've done that have really not worked, actually, well, or, or they've worked, but they've felt hard. So we do this thing called the Good Agencies Summit, which is all about per person. Um, B Corp and um, sustainability and it's the stuff a lot of people talk about on LinkedIn and it it was quite hard actually just even to make the event break even um, because we just felt like we were pushing it and pushing it and in the end it, we, we got there but it, it just felt like hard whereas another thing we do is the Ibiza Super Summit <laughs> which is um, a business conference in Ibiza I just sat up straight yeah. here. I'm paying proper attention, <laughs> uh, and it's it's basically a, an agency, agency leader conference that happens in. Uh, it happened in September 2023 for the first time, and we had 100 agency leaders there, and it sold out um, very quickly. And we made more, so when we put out pre-sale tickets for the next year, and we made more revenue from that in eight hours than we did in four months of promoting Good Agency Summit. Wow. So it's like give people what they want. They, they want to go, like agency leaders want to go put a holiday through their company, first of all, get away. A lot of a lot of them haven't had a, some of the women who have, have had kids, they've not had a proper holiday for like four years. Yeah. So this is like a chance to get away. And yeah, so do things, do, do that's something that's worked, that Ibiza conference. Um, we, another thing that's worked is using comedy. So, um, we do this thing called Agency Comedy Night, which happens at the Comedy Store um, in Piccadilly. And we did the most recent one 
um, earlier this month, and we had 400 people. It was completely full, and wow. and a lot of the jokes were about like timesheets okay. and um, client services and annoying clients, and you, you wouldn't believe how funny, um, you know. Adobe jokes about Adobe InDesign can be, but <laughs> so it's not comedy night for an agency audience. It's a comedy night presented by agency comedians. It, it's both, yeah. Okay. So, so it's for an agency audience, um, and a lot we have people like Lisa May, who sold her agency, and then it didn't go very well. She had tells jokes about that. Um, we have Anand who works at this um, agency called Digenius. And so, yeah, there's a big crossover between people who run agencies and people who are comedians. It's weird. Wow. But but yeah, we found comedy really works. Like if you say to people, do you want to come to a comedy night and all the jokes are about your industry? Nine times out of 10, they'll say yes if they're not yeah. doing anything. So we're trying to use that much more. And we're doing that in, we're taking that to, to America next year as part of our effort to um, grow agency actors in the States. Um so yeah, Ibiza comedy. Our, our mission is to find stuff that works, even if it's not the thing we're the most passionate about. Yeah. What's the what's the American equivalent of Ibiza? Would that be like Miami or Las Vegas, perhaps? Well, we. Um, I thought it would be Las Vegas. Like the reason we. I'm going to name drop it. I'm oh, in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so one of our speakers for Ibiza next year is is Rory Rory Sutherland, okay. and I had a chat with him last week and he was saying in the states most people get like two weeks of holiday a year so that that's one reason that las vegas has sixteen thousand conferences every year because they have to make their conferences like holidays um yeah so we've got our eye on the states it's it's funny i don't know if with with america with the usa a lot of the agency communities over there have a very funny feel to them like everyone who runs them is twenty year old, twenty years old, and looks like Bart Simpson. They, like they've got the shorts on. Yeah, they look like they've just come back from fishing, or they're about to go fishing. Yeah. They've got great teeth. That they've all got their braggadocious claim. Like I, I sold my agency for sixty million dollars. Exactly. And, and now I'm going to help you with my ninety seven dollar ebook. You know, yeah. and so we think um, a bit of British sort of down to earth tone will will go down quite we, well we've there. just done a, a a series of interviews with um some agency leaders in in the states from from various disciplines and actually various ge- geographies in, in the states as well and they they all had the good teeth but they all they all had a backwards cap <laughs> <laughs> every single one of them <laughs> yeah why is that though? i don't know i don't know and it was different weather times as well, so it was kind of cold in some of the, you know, the northern states and warmer in some of the southern ones, and exactly the same time, but backwards cap and backwards cap sitting on top of your head rather than kind of pushed round your head. It's very strange, <laughs> but it was yeah, unique cross. Well, not unique at all. Um, ubiquitous, I think, across everybody. It's funny, and the, the, what another difference I've noticed between the UK and the USA is like in the UK, if you work in the media, um, you know, you'll get a lot of people go. Uh, oh, this bloody government, or like, uh, you know, or I spoke, or yes, this person's a real Tory, you know. And even if you are like, you've got, you know, the red cords on and you've got a boot scraper outside your house and you, you're a bit blue, you'll just go, oh yeah, okay. you know, you'll yeah. let it go and because that's just what people say. But you've got to really watch your step uh, over there because you can't tell where the, where, where the ley lines are. No, you people. can't at all. You, you've got to let that clue be dropped by whoever you're talking to before you, you pick up on it. 
Yeah. Unless they're like definitely from the coast. Um, and also people will, they'll be, you'll have a normal conversation with them and then they'll start talking about crystals and, um, <laughs> you know, magic water and <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's time to call close to that meeting then. <laughs> mm. You've gone well, mad. One of our agencies actually went over to the States and she set up, um, it was going to be Chicago, but she ended up in Florida. She said that she was in a meeting with a client um, and she had, she had the Apple watch on and she had just happened to have the, the band she had on was like a rainbow, you know, the sort of, um, I don't know, I guess a pride one. She's not, she's not actually gay, but she just happened to have this on. And in the meeting, the client was like, just out of nowhere said, it's interesting that you're bringing politics into this meeting and pointing at her. Rep- Seriously? Yeah. Oh my God. And it was just a, a rainbow colored. It is a rainbow watch band. So that is sort of an example of like, wow, that's it. We speak the same language, but it's a little bit different. Wow. And how, how did that meeting then progress? Because that, that's that's probably a confrontational thing that he said there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I should have done a bit more digging, but um, she was just using, yeah, sharing it as an example of like how different American agency life is. Um, it's very, um, you know, people, people are really serious about their jobs in the States. Um, like it's their life. Mm. You know, and they'll expect you to re- answer the phone at ten o'clock in the evening. I don't understand that. We we certainly don't operate like that. You know, there's if there's an absolute emergency, it will never be a phone call. It'll be a text saying that you know, let's rather than disturbing whatever you're doing. But it doesn't happen. You know, th- things can generally wait, and if they can't wait, it's because you haven't done it right in the first place. It's not somebody else's fault. You know. So yeah, we we we're, we're very conscious of that. But I think as a as an industry, we're very conscious of that in in the UK. You know, just keep it within reasonable times. And don't understand why they don't do it in the States. I mean, even kind of the stereotypical version of a of an American job looks like hell to me. <laughs> I really don't want to do it. Yeah, they, they stay in... Um, I, I know I'm generalising, sorry Americans, but I know they tend to stay in the roles for a long time, so they become quite um, established in them and um, we don't hop like every three years like yeah. we do over here. Um, and yeah, people, there's a strong sense of identity from their, their roles, which is what well, clients are a lot, um, yeah, that they've got a lot more skin in the game. Whereas like over here, you'll meet someone, say you work, work for Boop or whatever that, you know, they're going to be out the door in three years mm. and they're hopping all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you said three years. I mean, the last, last time I thought about it, I think we something like 18 to 20 months was the average tenure for people in media in the UK. Just bounce, bounce, bounce. And, you know, what does that do? I mean, yes, you, you've probably got lots of different perspectives of experience from different places of how they work, but you haven't been through the cycles of getting something wrong, repairing it, mending it, finding a solution, and then doing it again and, and doing it better. You've, you've been moved on or you've moved on. And it, it never looks particularly good to me to have an awful lot of, um, an awful lot of appointments in your CV, unless, of course, one of them is Banksy. <laughs> yeah which isn't true <laughs> yeah i i know that's that's funny like because um have you so have you, have you spent a long time at companies yeah so my, my my first role was at capital radio which i was there for i think three years then 12 years at target media six years at ign and then i'm now two years into um into into passion so yeah you know you put, you put time in um I can't jump around. I haven't got the energy 
for it to restart. I mean, it takes a long time to settle in somewhere. Um, and now I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm not moving. Mm. Martin will be listening to this. So there you go. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Can you create something of which the agency hackers is a brand that agencies can use in their materials and their creds, like some kind of endorsement or membership or qualification or best practice or standard, you know, something like that? The, I... I, ideally, that would be the the dream because the business of dispensing recognition is a really good one to be in. Because um, if you look at like the the drum, um, the drum does a lot of awards, you know, and it's basically a, I, I think the drum is to a large extent an, an awards business. Yep. And awards is funny because um, in in like re professional wrestling, they have this word called kayfabi which is, it's this concept that no one ever drops the pretense that it's all fake. So you right. never drop the kifabi. It's, yeah. And it's the same in awards. We all know it's basically an IP licensing licensing scheme. So yeah. you, you're going to enter the drum awards or whatever, and, or you know other awards, and you're going to pay your money and you're going to get to put that logo on your website. Yeah. And you're licensing that IP because clients are going to see it and then yes. you're going to win clients. Yeah. And it works. It actually works. It does. Yeah. Um, but... Like I think for a while on like the drums website, you could even it would say if you don't see an award you want, contact our commercial team and we'll basically make an award for you, and um and that sort of <laughs> that that's like how nakedly commercial we are at yeah. awards. So we um but it's it's a great they do that because it's just a great business and we see that as well. So people want recognition. They they want to be like the the reason the Olympics of you know a thousand years old because whatever two thousand years old because people like to compete and know who's the best. Mm. Um, so yeah, building awards into our businesses is uh, something we're we're trying to do because it, it just protects us and it makes it like okay, this is not just Ian's stupid little email newsletter. This is something that could be around for another fifty years. Wow, and are you seeing? 
trends in agency behavior over the last couple of years? Are things, uh, things different? How are, how are agencies trying to differentiate themselves from one another? And that this is a loaded question because obviously we've just launched ours and I want your wisdom. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so yeah, there are, there are trends. That there, there's a trend towards um, specialization. People, procurement want it to know that um, you're the sharpest. They don't want a Swiss army knife anymore. They want the sort of sharpest tool in okay. the box. Um, so agencies that stand for something and have a very razor sharp positioning. Um, that's a big trend. Um, internally, for agencies that are all trying to be profitable and not funny money profitable, like, you know, your accountant will say, well, you made congratulations, you made, you know, 200 grand this year. And you're like, where is it? Yeah. Um, like money you actually can take out. So there's a big um, focus on profitability, and that means operations. A lot of agencies are putting in workflow work, workflow tools like yep. you know te- teamwork and ClickUp and things like that. Because um, a, a lot of agencies until now have not really thought about how the sausage gets made. It's just like, well, we just close our eyes and click our fingers and magic happens and so they're trying to be <laughs> if virtual. only it was that easy mm. um ai as well is is a big people i mean chat gpt's been out for a year now i love it i absolutely love it mm. do you, and what do you do you use it for, for i use it, i use it to help um help decipher big data projects so um we're not particularly using it in in work at the minute but there's there's a few few things that I've had on my mind um recently um I'm a rock fan um and I've been curious for a long time as to who is the most stereotypically heavy metal band of all time so I loaded a whole load of criteria into ChatGPT and then cross-referenced it with a number of sales um, data from all the territories around the world and then got ChatGPT to suggest the weighting of each of those criteria and then give all the band scores. And so it spits out an answer of this is the top 10 most highly scoring heavy metal bands of all time against your criteria. It's Wasp, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that hence just the, stuff like that, you know, just the, the, those things that are in your head about how can I do this quickly. So it, 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 AI isn't something that I think is going to take over. I think it probably needs to be called like an intelligent assistant rather than you know artificial intelligence. It's something that can just help you get to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so the Van Halen references are making sense now that you said when <laughs> you're a rock fan. Of course, there's going to be something in there. <laughs> yeah, um, but. But that, that that's the thing. So a lot of agencies will be like, we're, we're, we're dabbling with it, but we're not making any meaningful um, use of it in our actual business. And we're still, if you look, an agency leader will look around the office and still see a, a lot of grunt work happening. Yeah. And, you know, why why has this not been replaced with an AI? And, and it's, it's because sometimes the team are scared to use it either they're scared it's going to take their job or, they're scared, or they are using it, but they just don't want to say. Um, thank you, Ian. This has been fun been really good absolute pleasure having you in today thank you for your wisdom and your chat and i look forward to seeing you in ibiza and las vegas next year <laughs> yeah no thanks for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me on it's been fun and uh, congrats on your on your business as well thanks man let's do the right thing is curated and presented by adam hopkinson brought to you by passion media in association with radio works and is a maple street creative production discover more episodes and leadership insights by searching let's do the right thing podcast
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.